to the right place, baby. Welcome to the podcast where three girlfriends from the East Coast align each week to chat about all things mental health and wellness from crystals to cocktails. Laugh and heal with us as we navigate balance, confidence, and learning to love each and every inch of ourselves every day. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Crystals to Cocktails podcast. We're so excited to be here today. And today we're actually going to be talking about self-love. Fun fact about this topic, you guys, (laughs) is we actually recorded an entire episode for you on self-love. And we had to, it was unusable. Basically, when you are getting started with a podcast, check your audio as many times as you possibly can before you start recording. Anyways, we ha- we had a fire episode, but now we're re-recording a fire episode and it is going to be everything and more. So mm-hmm. get ready for it. And you know what? Everything happens for a reason, right? I mean, there was something that wasn't supposed to be said to the public. <laughs> That must have been in that episode. So as as heartbreaking as it was to have an hour-long Zoom call, <laughs> where I just wonder what we're saying the whole time as I look back. Hey, Lindsay, we partied hard that night. We <laughs> partied. <laughs> oh my God, we did. We had so much fun. But I'm actually, I am super excited about this topic because I think that self-love can be defined in so many different ways. And so because of that, there are so many different ways to get to that place, which for me personally, I don't know about Kelsey and Haley, but you know, self-love is, it's a journey. It's not necessarily a destination for me. So it's something I'm constantly striving for, constantly doing and working towards. And so I'm glad there are three of us on this podcast because we can give you three different perspectives and three different takes on how we get to a point where we just love ourselves a little bit more every single day. And also like the days that we kind of don't and, you know, struggle. I think that one thing that I really want to focus on is loving yourself through your seasons because there, you go through so many ebbs and flows in life. And obviously like you're going to feel so much better about yourself at sometimes than others. But being able to recognize that and be okay with where you're at and give yourself a little grace when maybe you aren't feeling your best, I think that we can get really hard on ourselves when we're not achieving what we want to achieve as quickly as we do and start just self-sabotaging thoughts. And the things that you say to yourself matter so much. You know, it's not just about what people say to you, but what are you saying to yourself? Like, what's your inner dialogue like? And where is that taking you? Are you telling yourself all the time, like, I'm not good enough, I'm fat, I'm stupid, I'm ugly? Or are you really like lifting yourself up with positive affirmations and speaking to yourself like you would speak to your closest friends? Like, if you wouldn't say it to your closest friend, then you shouldn't be saying it to yourself. Can we talk about that voice for a second, too? Like, that... Because I I know I have my inner mean girl. And that's what I call her. Some people give their inner mean girl a name. But, you know, just to better address her. But I actually had a really great piece of advice that I wanted to share with you guys about this voice. Because I think so often we want to just shut that voice up as fast as possible, as quickly as possible. Get to the next highest thought, which honestly is still not a bad thought process to get to a better mindset. But I heard this piece of advice, and if it resonates with you, then I'm grateful that I shared it. But what what would happen if instead of shooing that mean girl voice away, you just, you gave it space? Because that is a part of you, right? That inner mean girl. It's clearly, if we're talking about loving your whole self through your seasons, it's like, okay, if you're hearing that mean girl voice, what is what is it really telling you right now? And, you know, you can sit on that, pause on that, you know, the next time that comes up. But ultimately, it's like that voice is in a twisted way trying to protect you. It's trying to protect you from being hurt. It's trying to protect you from the last time you were in a situation and you felt unworthy or you felt like you weren't good enough. And I think that, you know, a way to tackle that voice that you're talking about, Kelsey, is to give it permission to take a step back and to like literally tell your mean girl, like, I don't need you to protect me from this next step or this next level of life that I'm going through. Like, 
I am ready to fly or fall. And, you know, I'm open to either of those options. You actually just provoked a thought for me. So I did a meditation series at some point, a couple of years ago, I think, and it was talking about your inner mean girl and naming it. And we were talking, we were talking, me and the lady that was hosting the meditation. <laughs> they were talking about in the meditation saying like naming your inner mean girl like you just said but then also coming up with like what you think your inner mean girl looks like and when your inner mean girl pops into your head and is trying to say like awful things about you to you picturing like saying I hear you and I I see you and I hear you but that's not me and kindly walking them out of the room like goodbye I don't need you to tell me who I am you know hey Kelsey Uh, did you name your did you name your inner mean girl or no yeah I honestly I feel like it was Brenda the bitch or something I don't know it definitely started with a b but I don't remember tell you I'll never tell my mom about this episode because that's her name I've never named my inner mean girl Yeah, I haven't, I've never named it, but I just, I always feel like I have like that, like two track mind where like one side of me is like, girl, you are worthy, positive affirmations. We're going to have a mantra and this like badass mindset. But then the other part of me is like, are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure you want that? (laughs) And I have to always like talk myself out of that. And a lot of times, you know, whether you have to like I think this is a method we all use, but like five, four, three, two, one. Okay, just do it. You know, just believe in yourself. And sometimes it just does take kind of like that leap of faith in yourself to to get there. But yeah, I think that is like such a important part of self-love is like understanding that you will have some resistance to this that journey and to that growth in that area of your life. And to ex- almost expect it so that when it does come up, you're not like shaken by it. You're not shook. <laughs> shook to the core. <laughs> I just remembered my mind's name was not Brenda. I would never actually name it that because I love your mom too much. Mine's name was Beatrice. <laughs> because, like, and now I feel like. <laughs> so awful because I'm like if you're Beatrice out there listening to this I love you nothing against you (laughs) but it just felt right for what I should name my inner mean girl I felt like need to walk Beatrice the fuck out my mind (laughs) and she needs to go somewhere else right and like either way you're giving that you're giving that voice permission to exist just not in this space because it's not needed anymore we're on a different journey we're on a different path and we are on the road to loving ourselves so Haley, Miss Haley. I, just, I think my my inner mean girl's name is Chucky. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but have you guys ever seen that movie? Please tell no. me. Um, ever seen Chucky? Never. I think that's why I don't watch scary movies. Forced to watch it when I was little. So <laughs> I would love to talk about my inner mean girl, Chucky. Um. <laughs> I'm like dying laughing. God damn it. I'm just trying to tell a story about Chucky. It's so funny too. It really is. (sighs) Motherfucking Chucky. Fucking Chucky. Fucking Chucky. Have you ever seen that before? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You showed it to me. Oh my God. Tell me that. It's um a really hilarious, like stupid YouTube video. And I think somebody like bit, I don't know, maybe somebody bit the, um like a little kid bit his sister and he was like, fucking Chucky, he fucking bit me. <laughs> fucking Chucky. Anyway, I, I was saying, I didn't know that everybody had an inner mean girl. I just thought I was crazy. <laughs> so I didn't really say much about my inner mean girl. I just got to work as soon as I got bad enough. And it's kind of so sad to say that you'll never really make a change unless um, you feel enough pain. So I had to go through a lot of pain to actually shut Chucky up. And it all started with a morning routine. That's just the one thing I was like, this is the only thing I really know, like, 
that will work is personal development, meditation. Maybe I should stop talking about it and actually do it and not just do it for one day or one week or one month, just stick to it. And gradually that bitch is gone. You know, once in a while they'll pop back up. Usually once a month, if you know what I mean. But um, if you take the right steps, you know, usually we know when that time is so we can prepare. And that's usually what I do. I just really focus more on myself that week. And it doesn't matter how long it takes me to do my whatever, my to-do list, my business activities, my cleaning, whatever. Um, my, me, myself, I am my priority. I love that. And I think it's so important to make yourself a priority. And that is actually, I'm glad that you mentioned the morning routine, because once I started making myself a priority and I started to get into a morning routine, which I know we probably sound like broken records, but clearly it's important. But during my workout, that was the first time because I didn't have a morning routine for a while. Like I was just doing my workout, getting up and like starting my day off just with that baby step in the right direction of a healthier me. And I remember that those 30 minutes, I was just doing a workout, like in my apartment, my inner mean girl, like didn't say a peep the whole time because it's like, it was the time that she was able to be put on mute almost was that time that I was doing that moving meditation, that activity for me to fill my own cup. And what's really great too, is that if you haven't, it doesn't matter what kind of movement you're doing, but if you get into a consistent habit of moving your body every single day and like setting mini goals and challenges for yourself, like the more that you accomplish those things. And for myself personally, like finishing a workout program, whether it's three weeks, six weeks, nine weeks. When I finish that, I feel so good about myself. And like that helps me love myself more, that sense of pride and like being proud of myself is part of my self-love. And so I love Haley that you're talking about how, you know, you, the more you make yourself proud, the less she has to say. Exactly, Lindsay. I do feel like self-love is showing up for yourself before you show up for the world. Or I don't feel like it. it is. Self-love is showing up for you and spending that time on you before showing up for the world. Because if you just raw dog your day in, Haley Christian, in the words of Haley Christian, <laughs> then you are going to, anything that comes up, you're not going to necessarily like be prepared to handle it because you didn't spend that time to focus on yourself first in the morning and really just like have that time to like, you know, realize that, you know, maybe not everything's going to go right for the day, but you got, you had that time for yourself. You got to have to start your day in the right mindset and set the trajectory for the rest of your day. The first hour of your day is basically like how the next 23 hours is going to follow suit, depending on what you do with that first hour when you wake up. Speaking of, so my inner mean girl there for a while was there for like mm, every minute of the day. And so you got to think about that. We are with ourselves every minute of every day. Do you want to like love being around that person or are you trying to run away from that person, which is honestly impossible. So you got to put the work in, which is only it can, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the morning is really all you got to start off with anytime. But whenever I was by myself, which is a lot, I work from home, you know, and my husband was, you know, out working. And again, I work from home. So 99% of the time I would be thinking and saying negative thoughts to myself. And so again, after enough pain, I was like, I don't deserve that. Like I want to love and be around the person I I am. So you do, you know, you have to make a change to see change. And I think you just brought up a great point too, is that the people that you're around is the next layer of self-love because I found that before I had made a conscious effort to love and accept and like be my own biggest hype man, then that I was surrounding myself with people who were treating me the way I was treating myself, which was not great. You know, like by not taking care of myself, I showed people that they don't have to take care of me either. And I'm fine with that. And I'm okay with that complacency. And I think that something that happens naturally when you are on your self-love journey is you'll notice you're growing 
and you'll grow out of certain relationships and certain friendships and certain areas of your life that just are honestly not meant for the next version of yourself. They worked fine for the version of yourself that you were when you were just starting out, but I don't think that we can expect for anyone else to grow with us. So as you're on your self-love journey, just know that the people you surround yourself with need to be just as supportive of that. They need to value you the way that you are now valuing yourself. And if those things aren't in alignment, it's okay, but just don't let your, your own growth be stunted because they're not willing to see you in this new light and they're not willing to respect and appreciate your growth or grow with you for that matter. You know, and I think that's really important too. I know I, I, grew out of a, a relationship. I grew out of certain friendships and it just was a matter of like, you know, this is, I'm, I'm starting fresh, but at the same time, this has always been inside of me. You know, the version of yourself that loves yourself has always been there. Just now it has the chance to kind of do its thing and guide you. Definitely Linz. And I also like, when you start to, when you, start a self-love journey, I think maybe not right at the beginning, but as you get deeper into it, you start to have more respect for yourself too. And gaining more respect for yourself is just like learning to realize like what you're willing and not willing to accept when it comes to the way that other people treat you. So like you said, you are going to outgrow relationships and that's okay. And you know, it's, it's growing pains because even though you're letting go of those relationships that no longer serve you, it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't hurt to realize that not everyone is going to be as excited about this new journey that you're on as you are, but just focusing on the fact that like you really need to be your biggest advocate because no one else is going to be. And also like, I really think that, I don't know if, I, I know you guys know, and I'm sure that several people listening to this podcast right now have heard of the book, The Five Love Languages. And when it comes to the five love languages, their quality time, acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, and words of affirmation, we can absolutely align those with self-love. And there are so many different ways that you can learn to love yourself a little bit better by kind of categorizing, like everybody gives and receives love differently. And I think that there are things that you can do for yourself when it comes to self-love. Like for me, my biggest love language is words of affirmation. That's like the thing that is probably most important to me. Like when I'm doing a good job, I like to hear it. So kind of like praising yourself. So like when it comes to words of affirmation, like some things that you could do is recite positive affirmations. Like I said, instead of talking down to yourself, reciting like I am affirmations that empower you and that align with your goals and like where you want to be and what you're trying to achieve, you know, write positive notes. If you need to like write little, little positive quotes that just make you happy, put them on mirrors so that you see it throughout the day, complimenting yourself, like, damn girl, you look good today. You know, just being excited for who you are and praising who you are when it comes to physical touch, maybe take a bubble bath or smell some essential oils to smell. (laughs) Just sniff some oil. Just take a whiff, you know, take a whiff. Take a load off, whatever. You know, enjoy a cup of like warm tea. Just spend some time rubbing lotion on your body. Just whatever it is. Because you guys, there is, you know, when it comes to um, your love languages, it's not just for other people. It's like your love language is self-care too. You're blowing my mind right now. Can you read the ones for quality time? Because that's mine. Absolutely. (laughs) watch a meaningful movie that you enjoy you know spend some time just getting down with yourself in a movie night not that kind of movie guys put out the gutter don't get too down with yourself i'm like or that whatever you want whatever you're looking for (laughs) 
Well, you know what's funny is that, like, I feel like that's probably why my morning routine and, like, Haley, too. I mean, like, we all love our morning routines, right? But, like, Haley, I know that's also your love language is quality time or at least one of them. And I feel like that's why I love quality time with myself. I always need time to recharge alone. I love being around people all the time. But at the same time, like, I need to, like, sneak away for an hour, you know, if I'm, like, in a group and just be like, cool, hang out with me. Like I can have so much fun with myself. And so I think it's really interesting that that actually is a reflection of my love language. If you enjoy spending time outside, going on a hike or just like meditating outdoors, that's definitely time with yourself. Watching the sunrise. If you're not a morning person, watch the sunset. Acts of service. Obviously like this, this sounds like a weird thing because it's like, okay, when you think acts of service, you almost think of like serving other people, right? Like what could I do to help somebody else? But what could you do to help yourself? Like setting monthly goals, being able to like organize and clean up your space just so that you're not feeling so all over the place. Donate to charity that like, you know, make doing something for other people is always going to make yourself feel good. Meal prep, you know, takes some time to like think about what you're putting in your body and Obviously, meal prep is also going to help you with time management. That's something that I really need to focus on. Like, honestly, really need to start doing that again because I was so much more prepared for life when I used to meal prep. It made me not waste hardly any time throughout the day. Now, when I schedule out my day, it's not like I schedule in like make lunch, but I should. Uh, Receiving gifts, just investing in your hobbies. Like, what is it that you love to do? And, you know, spend a little bit of money on that. Like pamper yourself a little bit. Do, go get a mani-pedi or do like an at-home like self-care thing. Enroll in like a fun class if you, if there's something that like you've been dying to learn more about. There are so many different online resources that you can enroll in classes for like minimal amounts of money, you guys. I um, got a guitar (laughs) for Christmas, like at least probably like eight or nine years ago now, to be honest. I keep saying seven, but it's definitely way more. I'm pretty sure Cohen was like two. So maybe even 10 years ago. There you go. Probably 10 years ago. Had this guitar basically as like an office ornament (laughs) for 10 years. People always come over. They're like, do you play guitar? I'm like, no. Like, I will. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my brother-in-law comes over plays it tunes it all the time like <laughs> anyways I really that's something that I've wanted to learn for obviously over 10 years now so I decided to just enroll in like a guitar course and it was it's on uh U-D-E-M-Y, and they have so many different courses on there that you can pay like 25 bucks and learn how to do virtually whatever you want in the world. So <laughs> I'm going to start taking lessons on there because it's something that I want to do for me. You know, I want to have a few other things other than just like being a mom and my day-to-day obligations and my different streams of income, I want to have something that I can kind of have as like a little passion project on the side, aside from this passion project. Right. And I think a lot of people right now are craving like hobbies because we have just been kind of stripped of our usual stuff that we do for fun for the most part that has to do with social settings and stuff like that. And so I think definitely part of self-love is like investing in your true self. And we chatted about this in our wellness group yesterday, actually. Um, It won't be yesterday if you're listening, let's be real. But recently we chatted about it and just like doing something like fill your own cup. And I understand too, two things, just to backtrack really quickly, if you're not sure what your love language is, I'm pretty sure there are quizzes online, right, Kels? That you can take and like you can so if you are unsure what your love language is but you're curious about it or you didn't already pause the podcast just to go and take a quiz then i would definitely say do that it's really enlightening but then also you know take take some quiet moments with yourself and like think about what you loved to do like as a kid or like what like lit your fire you know like if you didn't have anything else to do no responsibilities in the world like what would you do and then try to incorporate a little bit of that to some degree as much as you can into your life. Because I think that understanding what your soul needs, you know, and not, 
nothing that has to do with making money, nothing that has to do with anyone else's time. Like those are the things you do and pour back into yourself as far as self-love for sure. Absolutely. And yes, you're right. You can, uh, I believe it is the five love languages. I believe it's the five love languages.com that you can go to, to take that test. And obviously there's so many different tests on, online when it comes to like personality types, but I really do highly suggest getting to know what your love languages are because not only is it going to serve you when it comes to self-love, it's going to serve you with knowing how you and your partner give and receive love, which can be entirely different, or how you and your family members give and receive love. Like anyone that is a direct relationship in your life, knowing their love language is everything. And we've actually talked about this like in the coaching world because working with our teams and the girls that we mentor, that's a really great way to know how they give and receive love too. You know, if somebody is someone that thrives off of words of affirmation, if you're giving them gifts or if you're like, you know, like touching them. (laughs) Like giving someone like a hug, you know, which like, gosh, I miss hugs so much. I like, that was like my thing. I feel like when I used to like meet people for the first time, cause like I am such a hugger, even though like physical touches, but if you ask me right now, physical touches 150% 150% not my love language. I'm like, please don't touch me. Don't do it. No, seriously. <laughs> but like, really. <laughs> but also just like being able to know. Hey. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say, can you guys hear me? Now I'm not off. I'm off my um stupid hotspot. Okay, good. And you look beautiful too. We're good. You really do. I'm like, I look like fucking Steve Jobs right now. Like <laughs> working sure. in the night. And you guys look like queens. Okay, what's happening? What's wrong here? (laughs) Like, I put on a tight sweatshirt. Like, that's... You look amazing. (laughs) Wait, talking about, you know, like, part of self-love, like, no matter what you have to do that day, just kind of, like, dressing up if you want to. Like, that's, I feel like, the quickest way that puts me in a good mood is if, like, I am like, all right, we're feeling, we're feeling a little down about ourselves. So what are we going to do? We're going to self-tan. <laughs> that is, that's definitely part of my self-love ritual. Self-tan or self-care shower, then self-tan. We're going to put on some makeup, maybe try something new that I saw on TikTok that I'm not really understanding, but I try my best. And then put on a cute outfit, take a few selfies and like, immediate confidence boost. Absolutely. I just feel like getting ready for the day makes you feel 10 times better regardless of like what's going on. Even if like you're having a really emotional day, it's just like, oh, fuck. There she is. I feel so much better. Like, (laughs) especially during quarantine, you know, when we went through all that, it's like there were so many days on days on days on days where people out there can relate where you didn't get ready. And then the second you did, you're like, okay, now I remember who the fuck I am. Right. There was definitely a certain level of like self-acceptance that came with it. Cause you were like, oh my gosh, like I, I really like, I don't need makeup to feel good about myself. But then you put it on and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's what we're working with. I want to talk about my ultimate self-love goal. Ooh, I think. Yeah. I'm trying it's hard to put into words, but my goal is to one, never care about what anybody else thinks of me. Mm-hmm. Two, like be okay if I lost the job or the spouse or my house. You know, like no matter what, my soul, me, I'm the same. Like I'm okay. So that was a, this is a huge learning curve for me because for a long time, like if something happened in my business, oh, who am I? What's even the point of anything, you know? Or if I'm fighting with my husband, like, oh, life sucks and I can't even show up for myself today. So my ultimate goal is to not ever rely on anything or anybody besides my own true self for my happiness. Yeah, I love that so much because... I feel like we can, you know, get so caught up in all of the things going on around us. And obviously, like, if you lose your house or your spouse or your job, you're not necessarily, you're not going to be, like, excited about it or happy. And you are going to go through, like, ebbs and flows of your emotions. But ultimately, being able to, like, pick yourself back up and move forward and realize that, like, 
you are the source of your own happiness and that you don't need to rely on other people to provide that for you. You shouldn't be relying on other people to provide that for you. I know that I just got divorced, you guys, but like, (laughs) I do feel like I have some insight when it comes to relationships and working versus not working. And I have to say that one thing for me is like, I don't ever want to go into a relationship again, not being whole and not feeling like I am exactly where I want to be in my life. And that going into the relationship would be just so that, you know, the other person, we add value to each other's lives, you know, and we definitely like highlight those positive aspects, but we don't complete one another. We go, we both go into it as whole. And, you know, if something doesn't work out with someone, like you leave whole. I was talking about this with Sarah Prophet. She's a spiritual advisor on her team and she's incredible, but never leaving a relationship again and leaving pieces of me because I want to stay like who I am. And I've finally like worked myself back to a point where I feel whole and I feel happy with myself without having anyone and if there is to be someone in the future it's going to be somebody that is just like we both come into it as like awesome already and just you know add add more happiness to each other's lives but don't create happiness for each other entirely i love that kelsey and you know what like sometimes moving on from something is self-love and so i think that's it's totally relevant and i can say that i think the reason why so i am in a relationship we're like one and a half years in but you know it's a serious relationship and i think one of the things that we do talk about often is the fact that we are so happy outside of our relationship you know and that is exactly what you're talking about Kels, it's, and it's, it's important and it's attainable. So if you feel like you're not there, I mean, in my last relationship, that was my life. Like that I was fully engulfed. I lost myself. I didn't have, I didn't have any respect or love for myself because my life wasn't mine. It was for someone else. And, you know, in this current relationship, we are independently together and what you're describing, Kelsey, like, I love that that's like a that's like a goal because it's, it's out there and it's waiting for you. And, and you are an awesome person. And I can't wait to meet the person who like, you know, walks alongside with you. That person's me. <laughs> I really was just going to say. <laughs> She's actually on this podcast right now. <laughs> so funny you should mention. <laughs> Haley's just like, hello, I'm Haley. <laughs> It's me. I don't know if this will fit, but question. Do you, Lindsay or Kelsey, consider yourself a nice person? (laughs) I'm guessing the answer is yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't be your friend. Um, Like, it depends on who's asking me. I think I'm a fucking delight. (laughs) Well... Being a nice, I just, I'm just saying this because being a nice person is not just being a nice person to other people. It's being a nice person to yourself. So I just want you to remember that, like, you can't just, I feel like when you're just nice to other people and then a bitch to yourself, like your inner mean girl is just out all the time. That is fake. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some work to do. Yeah. And that's so true because I will never forget you guys. One of my biggest Like, you know how you have those, like, little silent regrets that, like, no one else knows but you? Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm just kidding. But, like, I have a little silent regret of, like, when I was in my last relationship, you know, and I wasn't the best version of myself. I wasn't practicing self-love. I was, like, not really nice to other people because I wasn't being nice to myself. On the surface level, like, uh, sure, I was nice, but, like, I remember like doing just a few little like just spiteful things to people who really didn't deserve it. And it's like hard to say that, but I think we're all human and I hope that you guys still welcome me with open arms. But you know, I You're off the pot. You're off. You're voted off. Here's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) And there are things that I would never do now, but I did them because I felt threatened and I felt insecure. And it's amazing that once you find yourself on this self-love journey, you find actually a lot of other people who are in alignment with where you are 
because you kind of tend to cast a wider net, you know, you're not just attracting the other miserable people or, and it doesn't even have to be misery, but just, you know, the other insecure people, the other people who might have baggage they haven't worked through, which we all, we all have, but you know, we all have to work through it too. So um, it's interesting you just say that Haley, because I just do remember when I was at that point in my life, I definitely wasn't the nicest and I, but I am now, I think I'm real nice. Real nice. Real nice. Got it at Target. <laughs> okay. So um, I want to bring it back to that though, Lynn's and you saying that because hurt people hurt people. And like, I'm sure you've heard that quote, but it's so true. Like if you're going through some shit, most likely you, and obviously if you've gone through self growth and like done a lot of work on yourself, you're probably not there anymore. But when I was going through shit, I wanted other people to feel my pain. Like, in the past like when I was like just a salty ass bitch there's no other nice there's no nice way to put it if I was hurting I wanted somebody else to hurt it was like it's not it was like it's not fair that I'm the only one going through this how about I do some something to mess up someone else's life and it is it's not cool and I do definitely have regrets of things that I did in the past or said in the past or what whatnot but you know, you have to forgive yourself for those things as long as like you are so focused on becoming a better person and righting your wrongs and growing from that, growing from it, going th- growing through it. But Lens, I think something that we both mentioned on the last self-love episode that we recorded that never came to the, fruition. The phantom episode. <laughs> the phantom episode. The big mistake was that the... I'm like, was, uh, I forgot. No, (laughs) was making light of making, of the things that you say to yourself, like self-deprecation in like a joking manner, because this is something you and I definitely both do. And I'm, and Haley too, like we all do that. Shut your mouth. (laughs) You shut your big cat up. (laughs) But honestly, you know, it feels like when you make it a joke, it's not hurting yourself. But it, you're, you, your inner mean girl, your inner self, your subconscious cannot tell the difference between it, you joking or being serious about like calling yourself a piece of shit or like saying, I hate myself. Like that's something that I say too often. I don't hate myself. I actually really love myself, but there's definitely days where I'm frustrated with something or like, and I say it in such a joking manner and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate myself. It's like, no, stop saying that stuff. It's not okay. And it feels like if you make it into a joke. Yeah. Like again, if I said that and you heard it, you would be very upset. Yeah. I'd be like, don't talk about my friend like that. Exactly. <laughs> My friend Haley, who you're talking to <laughs> yourself. It's always, you know, I actually, I say that to my friends a lot. I'm always like, don't talk about my friend like that because I want like, you know, whether it's a coworker, whether it's one of you guys, like I want you guys to know that like, I like the people I surround myself with, I think of in the highest regard, but it's so true, Kels. And like, one of the things that I tend to say about myself when I self-deprecate is always like making fun of like, and this sounds so bad. I don't even know if I'm going to keep this in. But, like, I always, like, joke about, like, being, feeling bigger than I am. And I think that comes from a place of insecurity with, like, my weight when I was younger. The fact that I was 5'2 in fourth grade. I was the tallest bitch in class. And, like, I always feel like I'm so much bigger than the people around me it's like the reverse of what happens to a great day you know how they think they're a baby forever I think I'm taller than everyone forever I like I have size dysmorphia with myself because I think I'm towering over people this is a thing and we probably should do an episode on it at some point because I heavily struggled with body dysmorphia and like thinking that I looked a certain I just a lot of people struggle with that for sure and when you said that like there's just there's so many ways to turn that self-talk into a joke Mm -hmm. and again like I'm not like we're (laughs) 
you are going to hear so many things throughout this whole podcast and all of these episodes and be like, these bitches are contradicting the shit out of themselves probably. (laughs) We do like make fun of ourselves sometimes and it's funny and it's lighthearted. But getting to the point where it's not like a constant, you know, like it's catch and when you can catch yourself and be like, okay, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Like check, check Beatrice. I'm going to put that bitch in check. Exactly. And sometimes I notice it more. So I feel like honestly, when I'm around you guys, cause you guys check me, you know, like, as opposed to like other people who will laugh with me and then it'll just kind of go like, Oh, whatever. Or maybe they think I'm really awkward. Like, I don't know. But all I know is that when I'm around you guys, you're like, stop. And I'm like, Oh, shit. thank you. What I said, actually, one time, Lindsay, I was with somebody on the team, on our team and she made fun of herself, said something bad about herself. And I instantly said, stop, and now say three things that you love about yourself. And so now, whenever I I say one of myself just being funny or stupid or dumb, she will always correct me and say, stop, now say three things that you love about yourself. So now that's become a habit. So when I say something stupid, even if it's all about myself, I will stop and try to think of three things that I love about myself. And you know what? And it's actually, sometimes it's more difficult than others to address three things that you really do love about yourself. But I think it's a great practice to get into. This is something that um, Kelsey, you, you encouraged recently in our wellness group too, is like, you know, like say some things you love about yourself. And it was actually their overwhelming response was that everyone could find five things they loved, but it was a difficult task in their day to recognize five things they really loved about themselves and it it it's okay if it's hard but the important thing is is that you start flexing that muscle and that you start recognizing those things within yourself because it is so important like we talked about earlier in the episode you hear the things you say you see the things that you write about yourself you know and like what kind of environment do you want to create that you're living within every day I think one of the really cool things about that exercise that we did within the wellness community was, you know, there was a lot of people that were able to, but there were several that were, that said, like, I was not able to do this a year ago. A year ago, I could not list three to five things that I loved about myself, but they've had that growth because they put in the work on their personal journey. And I think like when you're doing it too, it sounds weird, but look at yourself in the mirror when you're saying it, because it, it feels awkward, but at the same time, like you're looking at you, I'm looking at a mirror, you're looking at you and you're like believing yourself as you're saying it. And you're like, no, I am fucking beautiful. I am strong. I am confident. I am enough. And it doesn't feel like you're telling yourself a lie. You're like, that is me. Yeah. And it's actually, it it can be a little emotional too. And it's, we just want to preface this with you guys. Like it's okay if this is a emotional journey, it can be for a lot of people. And I know I've had my moments feeling super emotional about positive self-talk and getting yourself to a place because you know what, sometimes we've never heard it from someone else or the person we want to hear it from. But you know what? You can always tell it to yourself. That is the one controllable. You can't control what anyone else says about you, but you can absolutely control the narrative that you have within yourself. And I think it's really important if you haven't heard it enough to make it a positive one. Oof, I love that. I feel like if you don't love yourself or put the time in and the work in to do so, You'll never be able to love other people the way you should. Well, I feel like you don't, you don't typically pick the right person. (laughs) You don't typically pick the right person when you are not in a place of loving yourself. And I can say that from experience. I think we all can. I think we've all been in that place where we have chosen the person who probably pretty accurately represented how we felt about ourselves at the time. And we look back, it's so hard to fathom that we picked those people, but we did because we didn't think we deserved more. We accepted the bare minimum, the baseline, because that's what we accepted in terms of our own self-talk and the way we treated ourselves. And I mean, like that could go even to like, you know, how you're eating, how you're drinking. If you're, you know, doing stuff to numb 
the pain or your reality, you know, like you start to attract people who do the same stuff and who want to treat you that same way you're treating yourself. Hard truth. Friggin' sucks. <laughs> okay, so on that note, brrr, truth for the killer. <laughs> All right, so Kelsey, if I yep. had to ask you truth or tequila, what's your answer? 1,000% tequila this week. I'm like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Kelsey hasn't done a tequila. Well, I think you did one last episode, but there were like two solid weeks in a row where, I mean, bitch was thirsty. Bottoms mm-hmm. up. Bottoms up, baby. Might have been three, but here we go. <laughs> wow. Wow. Real big shot. Oh my god, and again, I don't have a chaser. Guess what? I'm not getting one. Wow, my lips are definitely chapped. (laughs) Oh, that's the worst! Tis the damn season. (laughs) For real, for real. Uh, Lynn's truth or tequila? So I'm gonna do truth, but I did also pour tequila shots just because I was really excited to hang out with you guys. So, both. (laughs) Because I also feel like I never pick truth, and it's a problem. So, let's see. Hmm. What is the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome when it comes to loving yourself more? Okay, so I've actually had two. One was, like, internal, one was external. And I think that externally, my biggest hurdle was learning what I deserved, As far as, like, romantic relationships, it really did take me a long time to understand. And, I mean, my only relationship before my current one was a super toxic one. So I had, like, nothing to go off of. I just, that was my only experience in a relationship. And it just did not end well. And it took me, I'm glad that there was a few years in between both of these relationships because I, I had to understand what my boundaries were, what my expectations were and what I would and would not tolerate from someone else. And also understand like what I wanted to bring to a relationship too. And like what version of myself I wanted to be, because I knew I wasn't the best version of myself either in my last relationship. I'm not going to say it was perfect. But I, I, there was definitely growth there. Um, And then internally, my biggest hurdle when it comes to self-love is probably loving myself through my seasons. And specifically, like, when my weight fluctuates a lot and my clothes stop fitting me and basically 2020, what happened? I don't even want to, like, say those numbers anymore, but... Honestly, like that year really challenged my self-love after three really strong years of like knowing who I am and having my routine and like feeling really good about myself physically. I had my first little instance since I've been on this journey of like a healthier lifestyle where I was not living a healthier lifestyle and I really was not in alignment and I didn't, I didn't feel like myself, you know, and that was the hardest part was to love yourself when you don't feel like yourself. And so honestly, all I did was I stopped making excuses and I stopped letting my, the things I couldn't control, control me and followed my own advice, you know, like that I give other people. And it, sometimes your advice is the heart as the hardest advice to take because you know, you should do it. But I'm also like, like the best lawyer in the world in my head and I can talk myself out of anything. So I think just, um, But 2020, like as hard as it was to love myself through my seasons, I think I learned. I honestly do. Because I love and accept and respect myself no matter what I look like, but also, you know, how I feel. I'm like, now I pass. (laughs) (laughs) I knew she was going to say that. (laughs) No! (laughs) Maybe I'll, just go ahead, you can ask me a question, I might pass. (laughs) (laughs) What do I want to ask Haley? Why'd it have to be Haley? Um, oh, I didn't even take my shot yet. Hold on. I'll take one with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this bitch knows 
chaser. No chaser. Raw dog in the tequila. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, I love me so. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, okay, Kaylee, I have a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. I have a question. My question is, Kaylee. <laughs> Just yeah. So you have been with Patrick for 10 years, right? Correct. Correct. This, that wasn't part of the quiz. I was just confirming for myself. Um, Can I take so, a shot now? <laughs> you're like, true or false? She's like, I answered right. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, so you've been with Patrick for 10 years. I want to know, in your relationship, has there ever been a time where you've struggled with self-love and, like, have you been able to vocalize it to him? Like, have you been able to communicate it? Because I think that he's one of your biggest support systems. Like, how has he kind of, like, helped you? Great question. (laughs) Patrick is my number one supporter and has been since day one. So if I'm having a bad day, he knows exactly what to say or do to make it change. If I talk bad to myself, he will immediately make me stop and say something nice and make me say something nice. We've grown a lot together because we've been together for so long. So he knows me so well and I know him so well and nothing is worse than fighting. So we just really try hard not to <laughs> and say the things that we should, even though sometimes it's like an ego hit. If we're fighting, it's not so easy to say nice things to each other. But when you know each other so well, you know that that person needs to hear that nice thing. So he will say it anyway and vice versa. So it's we've been together again for, for so long that and we communicate so well that If I have a problem, I will never let it sit there. I will say it immediately and vice versa. And so because of that, the communication that we've been practicing for all these years, it's, here's my shot. I'm ready. We, we, we're, we're really great together. I love that you call it practicing. Like, I love that you used that word because I think that is so important because so often in relationships, people think they have to have it right in the first, in the first go of it. But like a lot of positive communication and like vulnerable communication is practice. So I love that you said that. Drink up, honey. Yeah. You earned like, it. <laughs> thank you. I cannot wait. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Crystals to Cocktails podcast. We can't thank you enough. Follow us on Instagram at crystals to cocktails and hit that subscribe button, baby. Yes. And make sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. All right. Love you. Bye. (laughs)